Happy Sunday morning to all of our HLD podcast listeners. We are back once again with another podcast. Uh, We thank you all for tuning in, for taking time out of your busy schedules to uh, listen to the podcast on this Sunday morning. We hope that it is going to bring uh, some praise, some joy, some smiles, and uh, uh, a little bit of that feel good that we all know that we need on a good Sunday morning. Um, Sure that we have all been paying attention closely to this election and we are thankful that uh that god's will has been done uh and we are not uh concerned about any of the extra drama that is being uh pushed out there by the current uh occupant of the white house um as his days are numbered and he will soon be on his way out uh but we are very grateful that God um, will has been done um, because we all know that at the end of the day, he is in control and his will is going to be done. So we are very thankful to uh, have seen uh, that regardless to what the, uh, the enemy has tried to put out there, that at the end of the day, God's will has been done. Um, we are here to bring you some more good words, some more good music, and we are um, going to put out a uh, two-part message on this morning. Um, We hope that you enjoy, and we also have uh, some very good music to put um, in your ear on this Sunday morning, so prepare yourself, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because I know He knows what's 
moment to encourage somebody. Come on, Tennessee. What the
coming through. Yeah. <laughs> 
that I know.
we see in verse 20, they said, come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these pits and say a ferocious animal devoured him. You see down in verse 21, Reuben said, or verse 22, don't shed any blood, throw him into this pit here in the desert. And we see down in verse 24 that they threw him into the pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. I want to preach what's going to sound real strange. I want to preach this morning as the Spirit shall God with this thought in our minds. I don't have a problem with the pit. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a problem with the pit. I started this sermon off by asking or posing a question. When was the last time you entered or endured, rather, a hardship, challenge, pain, or season that in your mind was unfair and undeserved? We can understand when we fall into something as a result of our own actions, because when discipline is connected to wrongdoing, then no matter how much we don't like it, we can understand it. Because there is punishment when you have done wrong. But what about when you don't deserve it and you haven't done anything to fall into it? And can we just have a, a moment of honesty and transparency this morning? As we get older, one of the surprises of life is that there is really no real correlation between the amount of wrongs we commit and the amount of pain that we suffer. As a matter of fact, many times we discover that it's just the opposite. That is, we do right and still get knocked down. H have you ever been there? Where, where you're doing the right things and still get knocked into suffering. I imagine that had to go through the mind of Joseph when things got rough for him as they did in this text. Let me suggest a few things for your consideration. One is that oftentimes, listen, God will allow certain seasons of suffering because it is the suffering where God makes us into who it is he would have us to be. May I also deposit and posit for your hearing and consideration that every now and then the suffering is God's way of showing you off. Y'all didn't like that one right there. Uh, that sometimes God shows you off for his glory because he trusts your maturity enough to know that he can put you in a season of struggle that you don't understand and yet in the midst of your lack of understanding you'll still give him the glory. Oh my God, I, I, I wish I had some mature folk who could touch your neighbor real quick and tell them don't feel sorry for me. Now, now say it like you really mean it. Tell them, don't feel sorry for what I'm going through. Now, look back at them with a whole lot of arrogance and tell them, you might want to wish you were me. Because maybe you aren't going through anything because God can't trust you to handle this situation. So maybe you ought to wish you were me because I'm in what I'm in as a 
confidence booster from God and a compliment that he can trust me with a tragedy. I'm in what I'm in because this is God's way of showing me off for his glory. When we read the story of Joseph, we, we, we celebrate a whole lot of things in this in this story, we celebrate the awarding of the robe because it becomes the sign of the favor of the father on his life. But then we shake our heads in disgust when we see how his own brothers treated him. Because for many of us, it reminds us of a chilling factor that the ones you should be able to trust with your heart become the very one to tear your heart apart. Ah, oh, God, how many of y'all can testify? Ain't no drama like family drama. And sometimes the trouble you get in is when you trust your heart to people that you ought to be able to trust it to. That's a whole nother sermon. We, we, we even try to identify with the pain Joseph must have felt when he was thrown in that pit. But let me say this to you today. You really don't know what it's like to have a dream until you are placed in an environment where there is nobody there that is with you. Uh-oh. A dreamer can testify, watch this, that once you have a dream and speak that dream, it can become one of the loneliest experiences you will ever encounter. It can get frustrating because the people who you thought would support you suddenly press the mute button. It can become frustrating when you have a dream but you're surrounded by people who speak against it because they are caught up on the facts while your spirit is caught up in the faith. And you're trying to figure out how this dream is going to come to pass and then in the middle of trying to work your dream you find yourself in a pit. And this is going to be a mind-blowing sermon. I don't know how many amens I'm going to get. But here's what the Lord showed. Thank, thank you for that one I just got. You should not have a problem with the pits of life. <laughs> I want to suggest this morning, probably very differently than you've heard this text, that we should not feel sorry for Joseph being thrown in the pit. Being in the pit is not a bad thing. I know this sounds real crazy to y'all. I, I, I think Joseph may have appreciated his time in the pit. Because sometimes it's not until you've been through something that you can look back on what you went through and say, you know what? It's when I went through what I went through that helped to make me who I am today. Do I have about 19 of y'all who can say I'm thankful for what I went through because it helped me to put my life into... I wish I had a few of y'all who could look back over some things you thought were going to kill you and should have killed you but only served to make you stronger. It made you a better man. It made you a better woman. It made you a better spouse. It made you a better person. It made you a better friend. It made you a better Christian. And here, here is how you have to reason pits of life.
this pit was nowhere in the dream God showed Joseph. So if God is allowing something into my life that wasn't in the dream for my life, there's got to be a reason why he's allowing me to go through this. Let me, just, let me just give you a few principles you can write down, you know, tweet it, Facebook it, whatever you do. Sometimes, here, here are the reasons why your pit stops. That was kind of cute, wasn't it? <laughs> why your pit stops are meaningful. You ready? He's thrown in this pit in the dark by himself because sometimes... It's in silence where I come to my senses. This is going to be a rough sermon. Um, this is going to sound crazy because by, by nature, we like to take the role of the victim. Who, who did what to me? Who messed over me? But, but let, me, let me build my case. Y'all stick with me. Build my case, then give you my conclusion. Joseph's got mad favor on his life. He's the youngest son born to Jacob and yet gets the first mention in the chronology in the reverse order that it should be in. The one who shouldn't get noticed is the one that gets noticed. Somebody say favor. Favor, F favor is when you shouldn't be in the place you are in, but God places you. Oh, my God. Um, F favor is when you shouldn't be the one people gravitate to on paper. But for some reason, you just keep sticking out on your job. The, the father then gives Joseph a coat to symbolize his love. Church, say favor. Uh, he gets a blessing he should not yet be in line for. Now, when God gives you favor, it becomes equally as important that you know how to be responsible with the favor God's given you. Y'all ain't liking this one. Uh -huh. See, we like to run around shouting about, I got favor, I got favor. But it is equally vital that you know how to be responsible and manage properly the favor God puts on your life. I'm going somewhere. Because if you read this story, Joseph does not carry favor well. Okay. I know I'm going a whole different direction with y'all. Um, in the midst of all this favor, God shows Joseph a sneak peek into his future. He's going to be a leader. Now, now you got to know how to read the first few verses of chapter 37 to really understand this thing. Joseph has given this coat as the expression of the favor of the father. His brothers can't handle the favor because they feel that he doesn't deserve it according to culture and custom. They are haters. Watch me now. I'm going somewhere. Joseph did what you should never do with haters. He responded. That was so simple you missed it. His trouble didn't get started because he had haters. His trouble didn't get started because folk didn't like him. His trouble got started 
because he gave them so much power that he had to respond to them. This is a rough word in here this morning. So watch what happens. Watch what happens. He responds. He, he knows they don't like him. So his response to their dislike of him is to try to get them in trouble with the father. Y'all must be don't read the whole story. The, the story says in the first few chapters, verses chapter 37, that he goes to his daddy and gives his daddy a bad report of them. He's like a brat who knows his brothers don't like him. So his response to them not liking him is to try to get them in trouble. I promise you I'm, go, I'm, I'm going somewhere. And then as if that ain't enough, he then goes and tells the brothers whom he knows already have an issue with him, he tells them about the dream he has where they gonna serve him. I'm going somewhere. He knows they don't like him. He knows they hating on him. And he goes to the very ones hating on him and tells them, y'all are going to be subservient to me. Look at Joseph. Working. Working a job beneath his gift. But he never complains. Because, baby, that pit would teach you how to be thankful for anything. I, I, I wish some real honest folk would just touch your neighbor and tell them, I used to have nothing. No, no, you touched the wrong neighbor. Look, look at somebody. I used to have nothing. See, see, people in Bethel look at you crazy and side-eyed because you run around the church and shout. You take your shoes off and get your dance on and they look at you like, why you got to act all like that? They don't know. You remember when you had nothing and now God done lifted you to something. You got to give him glory. I wish I had a few of y'all in here who wasn't too ashamed to say, I got to give him glory because I was in a season where I had nothing but the Lord lifted me up and gave me more than I used to. Push your neighbor, tell him, this shout is because I used to have nothing. This praise is because I used to have nothing. This glory is because I used to have nothing. And I still ain't got much, but I got enough to give him praise. Ain't got no money, ain't got no job. Then what you got? I got breath. Let everything that have breath, pray in the Lord. Is there anybody in here who can say, I got enough to praise? Now watch. Watch. Let me press. Let's, let me press my point. Hum. Hum. 
Um, oh, y'all think y'all shout? Y'all ain't shouted yet. The Bible says that Joseph had one brother that looked down in that pit and refused to let him die. He had one brother who said, if you gonna die, it ain't gonna be on my watch. And that one brother name was Judah. I thought I had some Sunday school people in here. Judah means praise. Which means praise looked in the pit and praise said you will not die on my watch. Do I have any witnesses in here who can say praise saved my life? Because when I didn't have nothing else, it was praise that kept me sane. It was praise that kept me from going crazy. It was praise that kept a smile on my face. High five your neighbor and tell them praise saved my life. I wish I had some folk in here who could testify that when everything and everybody left me for dead, when I've lost everything and I'm by myself, if all I got is a praise, then I got all I need to get out of whatever I've fallen into. So if you're stuck in something or you've been thrown in something, there ain't but one way to get out. High five your neighbor, tell them praise. Oh, oh, I wish you'd pray, pray, pray. I wish I had a Pentecostal church. Pray, 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 pray. I feel something shaking in here. Pray, 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 pray. Can I tell you today that praise is not just about clapping your hands and testifying, but praise is a weapon of warfare that when you open up your mouth and clap your hands, you release angels on your behalf to fight for you in the spirit realm, to get you what God has for you in the earth realm. I feel something breaking in here. God bless your heart, my brother. Bless your heart. That, that's what happened with praise. Bless your life. You start sowing seeds and all kind of stuff. See? Oh, my God. See, I, I feel sorry for people who have relegated praise to being nothing more than charismatic noise. Look at somebody dead in the face and tell them praise isn't noise. Tell them praise is a weapon. Because if you can praise, you can get out of it. Out of depression. Out of negativity. Out of discouragement. Out of confusion. Out of suicidal tendencies. You can get out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold the phone for a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Shh. 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 I hope you're sitting next to somebody who's not self-consumed. Um, because Joseph was in the pit, but he wasn't the praiser. His brother was. 
when his brother spoke up, his brother got out. So the praise that gets you out is not a praise you doing for yourself. You got to be connected to a praiser who knows how to praise while you're in the pit. Now, if you know you're anointed to praise somebody, would you look at your neighbor real quick and tell them real quick that this next praise is not for me, but this next praise is for you. It's for somebody in your family that's going through a hell of a time. But when I open up my mouth, whatever family member you got that's going through a struggle, they are coming. Tell your neighbor, praise God, but don't make it about you. Make it about some family member. And the next praise you give, every member of your family is coming. Praise him for your husband. Praise him for your wife. Praise him for your children. Praise him for your sister. Praise him for your brother. y'all loose I got one thing to tell you and then I'm gonna let y'all have it cuz I'm tired when the praiser got connected to the dreamer that's where the enemy got messed up cuz when the praiser got connected to the dreamer and when the dreamer got connected to the praiser the dream started blessing the praiser would you look at your neighbor and tell him i'm shouting for your dream because i need your dream to bless me i'm shouting for your dream because i need your one last God dropped on me I'm Joseph because God gave me the dream to lead y'all now if y'all can praise for me my dream will connect to your praise and while your praise is going to help me my dream is going to help you so take your neighbor by the hand and tell them this is our assignment pray for the dreamer 
praise for the dreamer shout for the dreamer holler for the dreamer cover the dreamer fight for the dream just blow it everybody in here who's got a dream a dream of a business a dream of owning a home a dream of graduation a dream for your child I want you to raise your hand you got a dream all right now the person next to you if you see somebody with their hand up put your hand in their hand now I want you to look at them if you are on the left of them tell them for the next 20 seconds I'm a praise for your dream and after I praise for your dream I want you to flip it and praise for my dream and when our dream and praise get together God's gonna start doing some stuff open up your mouth and pray but here's the last demonstration the text says when Judah spoke Joseph didn't climb out but the other brothers pulled him out I want you to look at somebody on your right and your left and tell one you praise now turn and tell the other one when they praise you pull me and when you pull me you pulling me out of whatever I've been going through y'all ready praise and pull praise and pull praise and pull Brett. pull them out pull them out pull them out pull them out
you out. You coming out of depression. You coming out of discouragement. You coming out of insecurity. You coming out of suicidal thoughts. You coming out of confusion. You coming out of anxiety. You coming out of worry. I'm putting. And again, we hope that you all have enjoyed uh, what we have for you on today. We pray that it will be a blessing to you, not only on today, but throughout the course of this week. Um, We are uh, preparing ourselves again for the fourth Sunday of this month to have our our service um, for our bishop. Um, And again, our services begin at 10 a.m., We are located at 3039 Fair Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Um, You are more than welcome to come and fellowship. Enjoy Jesus with us on the fourth Sunday of this month. Um, And for anyone who would like to uh, show love to our bishop, we are definitely um, uh, accepting anything that you would like to Uh, give to our bishop and to show your love and support to him Um, we are um, uh, the service I believe is not going to be that long uh, for precautionary reasons Um, we have gone from two two services a month to one Sunday out of the month uh, which is the fourth Sunday of every month Um, and we are also um, uh, cutting the service back as far as how long we try to stay um, in the service itself. Uh, We're never cutting off the move of God. We're never uh, watering down the service and we will never um, stand in the way of any word that the Lord has for his people. Uh, But at the same time, we're trying to keep it where uh, we're not in uh, the church building itself for an extended period of time just to make sure that everybody is safe and everybody uh, is protected. Um, We uh, have no issue with with mask wearing. Um, We hand sanitize and we do check temperatures of everyone that walks into the building. So um, if you would like to come and fellowship with us, we would love to have you on this upcoming, uh, this fourth Sunday of this month. Um, So you are more than welcome to come and fellowship with us. Um, Again, we thank you guys. We appreciate you uh, for your words of encouragement, uh, for the text messages and the uh, Facebook messages and the Instagram messages and all of the messages that you guys send. Just letting me know uh, that you are enjoying the podcast and that it has helped and it does something for you. Uh, I get a lot of hearts, a lot of thumbs ups, a whole lot of thank yous. A whole lot of I appreciate you sending it. So uh, I will continue to do my best to make sure that we continue to keep this podcast popping and keep it out for all of the saints of God. Uh, So uh, until next Sunday, and I'll try to post as early as I can um, on these Sundays when we don't have church. uh, Until next Sunday, we uh, pray that God's blood covers you, keeps you, protects you uh, throughout this week. And we will see you on the other side.
introduced to everybody, my family, the Merle, starting with Roger, Ned, Diamond, Dog, Andre, Daniel, and yeah, DL.
we won't have to drum up a praise ever again if everybody would just bring your thank you Jesus to church if you will remember to pack your thank you Jesus the praise will be automatic and I've been telling the choir all year long there's something about the old way tell your neighbor say neighbor the way you used to give the way you used to live the way you used to walk and the way you used to talk tell them we got to go back and do it all over again
Well, it's the finale, but the assignment hasn't changed.
Josh.